Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Twats podcast with Brian and the the sipper. <laughs> Sorry, just, uh, and and Ben, but I thought you. I know oh, I wasn't going to do a thing. I'm giving uh, up on that. Uh, All right, because you're running out of like. Yeah, I'm running out. Like I never had the words in the first place. Right. So. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. But yeah, welcome um, yes. to the Alternative Twats podcast, so called because we're alternative. And, and <laughs> <laughs> so it, also, I got a bad cough, so I'm gonna splutter a few times. But probably. but this is it's quite an emotional podcast. This one because this is possibly the last one that we do in your house. Yeah, probably because well, at least this house anyway. Yeah, because I'm moving. He's moving up to Lincoln. So I, right now, I just want to say we apologise if the schedule goes to shit. I mean, it, it's probably gonna go to shit a bit. I mean, it's not been great for the last few weeks. Yeah, anyway, I was but... gonna say you won't be surprised. <laughs> You'll just be disappointed. But the podcast will live on. It will, uh, and we will continue to do it because it's one of my favorite things ever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But uh, it's it's been a hell of a three weeks since we last recorded. It has. We've yeah. done so many things. So many things. Uh, yeah, like Reading Festival. Which Reading is Festival crazy. was incredible. Going to talk a whole bunch about that. Yeah. Uh, I went to France. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there has been a whole load of new music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't believe that I'm the one that's saying that because it's always you talking <laughs> about new music. Yeah. But new Fickle Friends, new mm-hmm. Saint Motel, and I think they're, they're going to release a new whoa, whoa, album. Whoa, 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 slow down. New Fickle Friends? Yeah. When? Is that, that single that I sent you yesterday. It came out yesterday. I didn't even listen to it. You, oh my god! <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it later, and then I don't. You are trash. Oh. Um, I didn't even realise it was fickle friends. That's why. Uh, no, not fuckle friends. <laughs> <laughs> she is my wife, by the way. It's called Broken Sleep. Ooh. And, oh, yeah, and I, saw that. I didn't realise it was fickle friends. And yeah. it's the first song that they've released on their own record label. Oh shit, that's cool. Mm. Nice. And. Uh, they wrote the song because <laughs> they were just talking about how shit it is to sleep when it's really, really hot. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is a, yep, that's been a problem over the last couple of months. Mm. Um, yeah, no, Fickle Friends, uh, I was in London on a day, maybe Monday or something, but I went into a stationery shop. What's it called? Uh, as opposed to a mobile shop. <laughs> <laughs> not, um, it's not Paper Chase, it's, uh, um... Scribbler or something. I I don't. We're not being paid for this. Yeah. So. so anyway, I went in there and they were playing Crybaby by Fickle Friends, and I was like having a little dance. I I I love Fickle Friends so much, but when I listened to them not live, I was like, eh, they're a band who were making noise, and then I saw them <laughs> live, and I was like, oh my god, Fickle Friends, Fickle Friends. They were so good at Reading. Mm. Um, that's my third. That's the third year in a row I've seen them at Reading on the same stage, around the same time. Mm. <laughs> like and but yeah, it's. Uh, they're great to watch live because the first time I saw them actually was when I was at university. Mm. They did like a propaganda tour, um, uh, which propaganda do sometimes like the the club night propaganda. They do. They have a band play at all the propagandas like all over the country, and they did that when they were like tiny, mm. uh, and then and they were great. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. And so w- when she when they played at Reading, the lead singer was wearing this top that showed her lower back, and I just, I was like. <laughs> That, that is a lower back and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Lead singer of Fickle Friends, she has a lower back. I'll, I'll give her that. <laughs> oh, the, but, the weirdest sexualization of anyone. <laughs> oh, what a lower back. 
<laughs> Once you've seen it, you'll understand, all right? No, I get it. Like, I think, like, a lot of women I speak to have a thing for backs as well. Mm. They're like, that man has a hot back. And I'm like, all right. Mm. I can imagine you have, because you've just got a large back. It's a bit, it's a lot of uh, surface area. Mm. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like the the value pack. <laughs> the economy, <laughs> economy pack back. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cheap and you get a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> but the other people that we saw at Reading were Easy Life. Oh, and they were so good. Easy Life have some way, it feels like a hose is being put on all of my stress and it's just being washed away. It uh, makes yours a bit of an easy life. Yeah, it really does. It really, really <laughs> does. I I was really, really stressed on the train going into London. Like, I'd missed my train and then I was on a train that was supposed to get in in like 20 minutes and then they made it stop at every single fucking station, oh, which that. should be illegal. Mm. Imagine if you like... Went into a restaurant and you're like, oh, can I get a uh, a salad, please? And they were like, oh, by the way, you're getting a brick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, like, yeah, sure. We're just going to give you plate after plate after plate of salad. And, and <laughs> we're going to give you one lettuce leaf. Yeah, and then once time. you finish that, we'll give you another lettuce leaf. And then a cherry tomato. And then a piece of feta. Yeah. <laughs> and an olive. Uh, it's, I don't so... know it's a Greek salad. but <laughs> <laughs> So then, yeah, I was really stressed on the train. And then I put Easy Life on. And I had no troubles in the world. I felt like I'd taken some drugs or something. It was I was floating. Nice. That's how I am with John Mayer. Whenever I'm stressed, I'm like, bang. He's just easy. Mm. But yeah, Easy Life are great. Uh, and they they have their pockets by Easy Life is on the new FIFA soundtrack. It which is. is insane. Great which I I'm just so proud of them because I know so many like as a child so many of the songs that I really really love. I love. And knew all the words to because it was on FIFA. Yeah. So I just think like this is the start of them getting fucking huge. Yeah. We uh, have talked for six minutes and five seconds, and we haven't opened a beer yet. I was just thinking that we got one right in front of us. We need to do that right. This uh, this is a fierce beer. We're running out of the fierce beers. We've only got like three left, and we're having two of them today. Uh, this is Imperial Cafe Racer, uh, which is a coffee and vanilla porter. It's eight point five percent. It, it is. is half past ten in the fucking morning. <laughs> Who says we don't sacrifice do. <laughs> things for you, lads? <laughs> oh, God. Um, when you make a multi-award winning beer like Cafe Racer, amping it up and making sure it keeps the same level of awesomeness is critical. The use of uh, Sumatran Espresso and Madagascan Vanilla guarantees the vel- this Velvet Monster delivers on all fronts and to all people. Yeah, I've read the first beer thing before, haven't I? I'm really excited, because you know, oh, I am going to <laughs> spray some holy water all over the place and pray silence for the crack. Spray some holy water all over the I place. I don't know, they like sprinkle it with that like dabber thing, don't they? Do they? Yeah. Oh, you know what I saw last night, speaking of like dabber things. Oh, that's dark, isn't it? Um, pass me my glass. Um, thank you. Uh, last night, I got, as I was getting home, I uh, outside my house, they were repainting some oh, yes. uh, like uh, bus stop like paint. Let me give you a bit more. And uh, like I was just stood on my front doorstep before going into my house, like mesmerized. I was just standing there, like, oh my god, I'm just watching this guy like paint. Because it's they do it so smoothly, like mm. it's like fucking calligraphy on the road. He just like pours paint into a thing, and he's just like, ooh, like 
long fucking stroke. It was amazing. I was like absolutely mesmerized by it. Yeah, the video that you sent on Snapchat was very, very good. Yeah, they just smooth motherfuckers. That's an art. Mm. And no one gets to appreciate it. No, it happens at night. Yeah, literally. It was like, it was gone. Ele- it was like half past 11 at night. I think that that's one of those like incredibly romantic scenes that you only see in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's like road calligraphy. I don't, I don't know anything else. I was like seconds away from shouting, you're an artist at this guy. I was just stood on my doorstep and I was like, if he looks up, I'm going to tell him he's an artist. And he never looked up. Uh, so focused on his work. Mm, True art- artiste. Con- consumed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was incredible. Um, yeah, sorry. I totally went off on a bit of a tangent there. Uh, this beer. Mm. Uh, smells... On the nose, smells sort of coffee. Yeah, and kind of... Yeah, I think I could smell the vanilla. I can't really get the vanilla, but I am a little bit dehydrated. So I'm going to go in for a cheeky little sip. Mm. Oh, that is rich. Oh, it's very rich. Oh. That, it, that that just sort of tastes like a coffee to me. Mm. Kind of tastes like one of those, like, um, you know, those, like, coffee, iced coffee drinks you get in, like, Tesco. Oh, yeah. That, like, not like an actual iced coffee, but it's, like, you know, just a... It's supposed little, to be yeah. an iced coffee. It kind of tastes like one of those. But better. And boozy. <laughs> yeah, an 8.5%. <laughs> so I discovered last night that non-dairy Baileys is a thing. I did not know that mm. that was a thing. And I am so excited by that prospect. Because I was like, recently, because I love Baileys, especially like at Christmas. Shout out to Coral. Yeah, big shout out to Coral for that. Um, I only really drink Baileys at Christmas or whatever, really. But it's nice. I like it in small doses. Mm. But I was like, oh, well, I'm trying to avoid dairy now, so I'm probably not really going to have any Baileys. But... There is non-dairy Baileys. Also, by Christmas, I might be, like, mostly vegan anyway. God. That's, like, a big change I'm going to make when I move. I'm sort of, you know, not living with my parents anymore and buying my own food. And You can make your own decisions about your own life. Yeah. It's, it'll just be way easier, and uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you to be vegan. I'm excited to go around yours and you cook for me. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to be, like, 100% vegan. My, my Where I'm at with it, I think, is that I'm going to be mostly vegan and just allow myself to cheat every now and then. So that it doesn't mm. get like, I don't ever want to find it difficult. Mm. And when I did it for a month before, by the end I was like, this is getting difficult. Mm. But then I think I don't know if that's because there was an end in sight, you know. Like I yeah. knew I knew at the end of that month I could eat normal, like I could eat stuff again. And uh, I, uh, sorry, I've just put my phone on doing other stuff. Um, it, it, yeah. I knew I'd be able to eat stuff again, and I was starting to be like, man, I really want some... Ribs was what I really wanted at the end. Which Mm. is weird, because I could go vegetarian easy, I think. But vegan... Because just when when you're vegan, there's just so many more things you have to check. Yeah. It's quite logistically annoying. Yeah, like, that's the only real, real thing. Like, when you're out to eat and stuff. But loads more places are doing vegan menus and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which is really good for me because they'll often do, like, my my whole thing is when I go to the restaurant, it's do I want this vegetarian option or the other one? Mm. Whereas now I get to choose between four things because they have two vegan options yeah. and two vegetarian <laughs> options, which I, I'm very pro. Mm. I, um, I've, I've just got a couple of random stories that... I would really like to turn into a sketch at some point with okay. you, Brian. If if there was one, if it's is you you mentioned the escort one. Yeah. Right. So I've like 
already kind of started writing that now. I was Have like, you? yeah, I was like, I was like, this is so good. I'm definitely getting, getting on that. So, so um, shout out to my work mum, Sharon. Um, <laughs> is that who I met? No, I met your work No, you auntie. met you, my work auntie. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to her too. Libby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to my work mum for this banger of a fucking story, right? Are you strapped in, lads? <laughs> I just want you to buckle up. You buckled? Is it is it tight? <laughs> please keep please keep hands and feet inside the vehicle for this fucking roller coaster of a ride. Right, so my um my work mum, she was friends with this girl who was an escort. She was a high class escort and they used to fly her out to like Paris and stuff like that. But she didn't know this at the time. Uh and so she was at a house party. Uh, and this was a couple of years ago, so there wasn't mobile phones. She was at a house party, and the and the landline rang. So she answered it and said, "Hi, um, like this is Sharon." And they said, "Oh, hi, uh, yeah, I'm phoning about the escort." And so she went round the party, being like, "Oh, does anyone know anything about the escort? Is anyone? Is anyone?" And she goes up to her friend and is like, "Oh, there's there's someone, her friend who lives there." And she's like, oh, by the way, there, there's someone on, on the phone for you, like, for the escort. And she goes, oh, my God, how did you know? Did someone tell you? Did someone tell you that I'm an escort? And it turns out that her other housemate was selling a Ford Escort. <laughs> <laughs> and that oh. is how she found out that her friend was an escort. That's Isn't so, that a fucking incredible that's story? That's so good. <laughs> and my other sketch idea was me and my dad, uh, as we are wont to do, were drinking in a Weatherspoons in Stevenage, about to watch Cambridge United absolutely annihilate Stevenage FC. What was the score? Uh, one nil. <laughs> <laughs> As we, I was like expecting at least four or five. No. <laughs> uh, so we were sitting there, and some pretty rough blokes like sit down next to us. They they've got like quite leathery skin, and you can tell that like yeah. that they've had quite a tough life. <coughs> and and I'm. Like I, I really love that thing where you tune into other people's conversations because you just get such an interesting slice of their life. And so we were thinking, oh, you know, like we've got our, we've got our football shirts on. We just need to make sure that we don't get get into a fight. But I'm sure we'll be fine. And then uh, I, I like kick my dad under the table. I'm like, listen to their conversation. Listen to their conversation. And the guy had just been saying, yeah, I can't read Wittgenstein all in one go. <laughs> I have to read it section by section. And his mate is like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm exactly like that with Hegel. In fact, I don't even try and read it anymore. <laughs> I just read the synopsis. <laughs> and I'm like, I judged you by your cover, but you are bountiful, bountiful books. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, because Ben sent me that. Uh, he just sent me... The first line of whatever the guy said. Mm, so, I, so it was sketch idea. If you haven't read Wittgenstein Nunt, <laughs> if you say you have, haha. Sorry, right. So, sorry, just let's go. We were talking about something else. And then you just go, also, I haven't read Wittgenstein Nunt. But if you have, uh, but if you say you have, you ha ha. <laughs> So I was like, oh, so he's just drunk and talking about fucking gibberish. Yeah, but I didn't even think you were talking about Fixenstein because you fucking spelled, you spelled it so weird <laughs> and like added an ent onto the end. And I was like, what are you talking about? And um, then the next day you were like, sketch idea. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, but it is a fantastic until, sketch idea. It is, but it wasn't until you'd say. In fact, they kind of do that. Like, have you ever seen, um, do you ever watch Harry and Paul? 
Yeah. I fucking loved Harry and Paul. And actually, the other day, I watched a full, I found a full episode on YouTube, and I was just sitting watching it. And uh, it's uh, Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse. Uh, but they do. They, they used to do the sketches like these blokes fishing. Mm. And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, did you see the uh, see the game last night? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Like really stiff to mild one, didn't we? Yeah, it's good, it's good." And one of them leaves, and then the other one, one of them just says to the other one, "Did you watch the uh, the ballroom the ballroom dancing championships last night?" He's like, "Yes, I did. It was wonderful, wasn't it? Yeah, we just I just don't feel like comfortable talking about that in front. Yeah, the game was all right. Wasn't it? It's like their friend comes back, and it's just yeah, it's great. It just reminded me of that a little bit." But. Because they also have a sketch where there's a guy, um, he's like a roofer or something, and he's working on the yeah, roof. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then he turns to the camera and is like, tell you what, I think a fantastic way of reducing carbon emissions would be <laughs> da, 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 and introducing unilateral controls on X, Y, Z. But what do I know? I'm just a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Paul was such a great show. They, they mm. did a, a Dragon's Den spoof. Uh... Well, they used to do the Dragon's Den one all the time. Mm. And there was, these, there was this one, and it had these two, two guys, Brian and, uh, Brian and Alan, or whatever. And they come in with this product, I can't believe it's not custard. <laughs> and then, like, the dragons all turn them down. And then they come back, like, later on in the episode, they do it again. And it's, it's the same guys, but they're, like, in blackface. And they come back, and they're pretending to be Jamaican. <laughs> and they're, like, it's like, Mickey, I'm believing no Kiesta. And then all the dragons are, like, Oh, I'm going. Yes, I'm going to back that because I'm not racist. And uh, <laughs> sorry, but it's just like a big um, like satire on the whole Levi Roots thing. Mm. But that really, uh, really, really cracked me up. And the the kitten stomper. I, like I these guys it. just go to the dragons with this idea for uh, this like device called the kitten stomper, where you just <laughs> put a kitten inside it and then you just stomp on it. <laughs> And the only one that's like goes for it is like Deborah Meaden because she's like an old bitch or something. <laughs> oh man, Harry, yeah, Harry and Paul's great. They did a, a sketch with Clarkson Island, which was like oh the yes. highlight for me. That was what like I, that's what made me watch the whole episode the other day. Is yeah, they just did this this sketch about the island where they farm Jeremy Clarkson's and like <laughs> and, and the uh, my favourite quote from that is the farmer says well we have to cut cut their hair pretty short because otherwise all the shit that comes out of their mouths gets in their hair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we haven't even stopped talking like this is a chapter within the Reading Festival <laughs> recap <laughs> oh god so, uh, <coughs> Sorry, one one, cough, one of the interesting philosophical debates that we came up with oh, at Reading God. Festival was can zombies consent? Which, in in the on the face of it, isn't that interesting a question? Because a lot of people say yes, a lot of people say no. Most people said no. Oh yeah, most people said no. The correct answer because yeah. they're dead. But then, <coughs> it was an interesting view into people's different moralities, because. Then we'd say, imagine if Channing Tatum was a zombie, and then suddenly, everyone changed their opinion, and I don't know. That made me feel slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, it was yeah, that was it. Like every, sorry, I just had to. It's a kitchen. Uh, yeah, we spoke. It would be like, yeah, can they? No. So what? But what if it was Channing Tatum? Oh well, well yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, but Reading, yeah. Um, highlights, mm. I guess. Uh, music, music highlights are great. Yeah, like or just all the music was great. Yeah, Easy Life, great. Um, 
Thick Friends, fantastic. I'm trying to think of like all the bands we saw. Kendrick. Kendrick was fantastic. So I absolutely loved Kendrick. During the Kendrick set, <laughs> my friend just said like, what if you pretended to smoke weed? And and so I got my phone up, turned the, the light on and pretended to be rolling a joint was... and then smoked it, which like is, is a relatively funny thing because I did it for like 15 minutes. It went on for a long time. But the funniest thing was there was a guy watching me do that, <laughs> probably blazed out of his mind. <laughs> he was just staring at me with such intense focus. Like, I, I had no I had no idea what you, what you were doing because I was stood like behind you and you kept like shadily looking around like to make sure that like no one was watching i was like what is what the fuck are you doing (laughs) (laughs) and this guy you've never seen a more confused man in the world he was just like but it's but there's nothing there but there's nothing there oh oh skin dread were great do you remember skin dread were they the weird band uh no that was sleep token sleep token oh they were really weird weren't they they were so good though so, just to talk about Sleep Token, yeah, every it. single time that the guitarist like plucked the guitar, the lead singer acted as if it was causing him excruciating pain, mm. and it was such a weird experience of like, I really want this music to stop, but I'm so <laughs> I can't look away. They were just yeah, they were all like painted black, and they had a female keyboard player that was like hidden at the side of the stage. She was wearing all black in the shadows playing the keyboard to mm. the point where I just didn't see her for like half the sound. I, I like, oh, didn't shit. see her at all. Oh yeah, she was there, yeah. <laughs> and when they did that weird cover of Hey Ya, uh, she was playing the piano. Right. But you just couldn't see her. Because yeah. uh, the rest of the the like guitarists and stuff, not the lead singer, uh, were wearing like hessian sacks, mm. like, a, um, like a scarecrow. Mm. God, there were so many fucking... It was creepy. Weird aspects of that. But, like, great. Yeah. It was, it was a big performance, more than anything. Um, who else did we see? Some 41 were good. Who was the uh, the Circle Pit guy? You what? The guy who started the Circle Pit. The- oh, uh, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Yeah. Were phenomenal. Like, they did a secret set on the pit. And one thing that Frank Carter loves to do is create, like, the biggest pits possible. So he does this thing, and he did it at Reading, where he gets the circle bit going, and you run out out of one side of the tent, like, round the outside of the tent, and then back in the other side, and then he jumped down and did it. And then he, like, got back on stage, like, fell over, well, like, fell onto the stage, lied there, and was like, fucking hell, I'm a dick. You, I get you guys to do it every gig, and that's fucking horrible. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh... Because yeah. he also did, because um, there was a massive, like, safe gigs for women. Mm. He campaign. does that at every show, though. Does he? Yeah, that, that like, what you're about to say. Yeah, yeah. so apparently he does this at every show. But he said, um, any this song goes out to any girls who wanted to crowd surf but didn't because they were afraid of, like, being touched up. Um, my gigs are safe gigs. So this one goes out to you. I want as many of you crowd surfing as possible. And I was like, that's really nice. Yeah, he usually does it on... That song, but I can't mm. remember what song it is. Um, but yeah, no, it's a nice, <laughs> nice touch. I did enjoy the the song that um, he dedicated to his mum. Was the lyrics to it were something like "I fucking hate you." No, that wasn't. He didn't dedicate that one to his mum. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different one he dedicated to his mum. I, I was he like, said, like, I think like he said "Sorry, mum" or something before he played it. Oh, right. Because his mum was there. Um, but yeah, the See, song's I called thought... "I Hate You." Yeah, I, I thought the lyrics were, I hate you and I want you to die. The very fact that... 
Uh, it makes me unhappy the very fact that you're alive or it's, something it's, like that. Uh, yeah, it's I fucking hate you and I wish you would die. It makes me violently angry when I see you alive. There That's we it. go. <laughs> the lyrics of that song are wonderful and it's a great song. That mm-hmm. was the first song I ever saw or heard by him. I caught the end of his set three years ago at Reading uh, and I hadn't heard and listened to him before. And I just, yeah, I saw him play that song and I was like, that was fucking great. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And he's just such an incredible performer. Mm. Incredible, like one of the best frontmen in music. Mm. Him, Raul Reynolds, Matt Healy. Because uh... also, let's just put it in my mind, it was the first time I've ever properly moshed. Mm. And I moshed to Bring Me the Horizon and that oh, was yeah. fucking incredible. But, yeah, that secret set was so good. Um, yeah, they, they, I really liked what they did with it though. Like they had like, people in like cult outfits walking around handing out leaflets mm. like to join their cult and stuff and like big sort of picket signs uh, one that said we put the fun in fundamentalist cult <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that was it was great and um, and so my highlight was bring me the horizon was being on the opposite side of a pit and then <laughs> pointing at you as if we definitely get to mosh against each other yeah. <laughs> and then just never make it to yeah. yeah and then we'd end up on the opposite side of the tent Ah, it was good. Um, I'm not going to talk about Mike Shinoda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, not going to talk about Mike Shinoda. Um, but um, I was so I was on your back for Spectre. Oh yeah, which oh, was on my shoulders. Oh yeah, on your shoulders. There's a difference though. If you're on yeah. my back, yeah. Sorry, come on. Sorry, that is more <laughs> impressive. But um, but that they were absolutely incredible, mm. and I I had this real like because Spectre are probably my favorite band. In fact, I think they are my favorite band. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and they said, oh yeah, this song is off our new EP, and I was like, am I, am I an idiot? <laughs> I I haven't I haven't heard this song ever. <laughs> And no, like no one else was singing along, and then this like after the song, he was like, "My bad, we haven't recorded that song yet. <laughs> <laughs> We've just played it live quite a lot." I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." It's a good song though. It was a very good song. All of their songs are so lyrically rich. Mm. It's just it, like even now I listen to their songs, I'm like, ah, didn't get that. Yeah. That aspect. Also, Don Broco were mm. fantastic, uh, and then Slaves. Oh, slaves incredible. went fucking off! Like, if they, there is one band that you want to see live, it's fucking slaves. Yeah, they came out on stage blasting Venga Boys, and then went straight into We Like to Party. Yeah, that was it. And they started playing. Yeah, they, they went straight into Sockets, which is a great song. I wasn't sure that they were even going to play it, and then from Sockets into Where's Your Card, Debbie, and that I really didn't think they were going to play. It was just it was a whole great set. Mm. Um, and like every single song. You just want to go fucking mental too, which was quite difficult because we were quite tired at that point. Yeah, we were like relative. I'm glad that we were where we were. Yeah, we were like behind the first. Because I really cause... wanted to go and like crowd surf and be like a little little mental kid, mm. but also I'm really glad that I didn't. We were we were dead on our feet mm. at that point, and after that we went and caught the end of Kings of Leon, and just sat on the field watching them. Yeah, and that was great. That was perfect because as well they saved the three songs that I wanted to hear by Kings of Leon till. The end of their set, and I was like, "Get in!" <laughs> yeah, because apparently Kings of Leon, the start of their set was really like boring. So mm. I'm really glad that I stayed for Slaves. Well, because they were on for like a ridiculous amount of time, weren't they? Like an hour and a half. Yeah, which you know, if they if it was their own show, is completely normal, really. But I just people mm. in this country surely don't know an hour and a half's worth of Kings of Leon songs. No, because <laughs> <laughs> the thing when you're doing a Reading headline set, 
It's it's a greatest hits set. Mm. And Kings of Leon don't have that many greatest hits. <laughs> no, like, they've got like a, a say a good six or seven. But uh, yeah, they were they were like they were good though. Yeah, like, I've I've been reading a lot of like reviews saying a lot. Most of the reviews online said that said they were shit. Mm. Oh, so I fell in love a couple of times at Reading. Mm-hmm. I, this just pops into my head but Dua Lipa's backup dancers are some of the most beautiful people in the world and Dua Lipa and, and Dua Lipa <laughs> we but... got really close for Dua Lipa yeah. I mean, was, I'm really glad we did because like yeah I saw her at Ali Pali back in April but it was quite far back mm. so watching up close was really nice mm. God, God what a performer what what a just the whole show I was there for that because mm. like I some of the, like, it's definitely Kings of Leon, I just felt like, you're on the main stage, and I don't feel that connected with this, there's, like, too many people, and I don't really feel like you're connecting with the audience, but Dua Lipa just fucking, it felt like she was standing next to you and performing just for you, because that's the, the just sort of sheer energy that she brings. Oh! Realise that every single one of Dua Lipa's songs is an absolute banger. There, there is no, there is no dipping quality and she's she's done so, so many incredible songs that I don't think of by Dua Lipa. Yeah, that's what she's... most people said to me when I started getting into her. They mm. were like, oh, that, that Blow Your Mind song, I didn't realise that was Dua Lipa. Or that the Hotter Than Hell song, I didn't realise that was Dua Lipa. Yeah, Hotter Than Hell, I was like, oh, that's definitely not by Dua Lipa. Mm. Right, I just went to the fridge mm. and got two, two new beers. Oh, yeah, can I have a rinse? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it needs a rinse. Um, so I got these, so I went to France just after Reading. Well, this is a good segue. Uh, yeah, I, I came back from came back from Reading on the Monday, well, Monday morning, early Monday morning, um, and uh, then I, on the Monday I jumped on the Eurostar to France to meet my parents, uh, and I my mum got a can each of uh, Sex in a Canoe mm. uh, from Noble Ray Brewing Company, uh, brewed in Nantes. Is that how you say it? Because every time I say Nantes, someone's like, oh, it's it's Nantes, or like Nantes or something. Well, I think like the English way of pronouncing it is Nantes. Yeah. And we can just be English and ignorant. We can be English and ignorant, yeah. Because um, <laughs> they say that about um, valets, that like the English way to pronounce valet is valet. Right, yeah. You're not French, so why are you saying valet? I mean, I guess but it, is, it is valet, though, isn't it? It's like saying That's like saying... Dove it instead of duvet. Like you, you still say duvet, don't you? Like, well, well, um, who was it who had who had a butler called Jeeves? I can't remember. What like um, the TV show with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie, Jeeves and Worcester. Talking about that? Oh, it might be. I'm not sure. Anyway, the original Jeeves, in in that he called his valet his valet. Right. Okay. And so, like the posh people way of saying it is valet. Right. Okay. So. There's not really a story on but, this, but it says, be noble, drink noble. Mm. It also says it in French, but I'm not going to butcher the French language. Because sex in a canoe, that's a joke. I'm sure that that there's a punchline to that. I don't know. But I can't remember. I mean, it would be pretty fucking difficult. You'd probably capsize and fail. So I mm. think that's, you know. That's why they call me the tippy. It would be, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a joke. And, uh, sac- sacrif- no, um... Go into the woods for 30 days and 30 nights and don't drink or eat anything because we're going to pray silence for the crap. Also, if you do that, like, 
Probably drink something. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Uh, well, yeah, we both. Uh, well, that was a double crack there. Because we have a can of this each. I'm very excited. Like, this this is going to be no no surprise to you listeners. I fucking love French beer. Look at that colour of that! Yeah. It's so golden! Oh. Honestly. <sighs> this this rises with inflation. That's how golden it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that why gold's worth so much? Well, because there's only a finite amount of gold. So it's always worth the same amount. Huh. It goes up in price when people think that everything else is going to go down in price. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Because I've always wondered about that. I'm like, why why gold? You know? Well, it, yeah. I suppose gold is valuable because other people think it's valuable. Yeah. So as soon yeah. as people stop thinking it's valuable. It's like that thing about how, like... I can't remember who it is, but someone owns, like, all of the diamonds. And there are so many diamonds that we could all have very easily. But this... This company just owns them all. De Beers, I think. Okay, yeah. And so that's why diamonds are expensive. Huh. They're not actually that rare. Huh. Mm. Well. Um, And which is why you probably know quite a lot about conflict diamonds, because it plays into De Beers' hands. I mean, obviously, don't buy conflict diamonds. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's two sides to every story. Yeah. Yeah, I find it like blood diamonds like a really interesting uh, concept, not in a good way, <laughs> if mm. you know what I mean. Should we? Oh, it's, a, it's a little bit of. Oh, sorry. That's just French oh. and lager, isn't it? It is. It's supposed to be an American light ale, but that is a uh, that's French. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's interesting the selective outrage because I suppose our phones are conflict phones because the minerals in them were mined in like. Countries that were yeah. at war and going to war for these minerals that are in our phones. So it's like speaking of selective outrage. Yay! I got a whole fucking thing. So this week, Nike uh, announced their new uh, campaign, their new Just Do It campaign. Uh, the star of which is Colin Kaepernick. I don't know if you know who Colin Kaepernick is. Didn't know that was how you pronounced it, but yes, I do. There you go. So Colin Kaepernick uh, was uh, the quarterback for the Forty ers um, San Francisco 49ers, I believe. God, I'm going to feel like a right uh, That sounds that right to me, as someone um, who doesn't like the NFL. Yeah. Um, also, he's not into the NFL. Also, the Eagles won last night. So, um, fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yes. Anyway, um, sorry, I'm a big Eagles fan. Uh, as we should know from episode six, or whenever we did the Super Bowl episode. I mean, it's been six months since we did the Super Bowl episode. Jeez. That's crazy. Time flies. When you're drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was the quarterback and he started the uh, protest of kneeling for the national anthem. And so he was talking to a, sorry, just to interject. He was talking to a veteran yeah. before, um, before, when he was planning on doing this for Black Lives Matter. And the veteran said, no, don't stay in the stands. Don't stay in the changing room kneel like we kneel before the grave of a fallen soldier. Yeah, he was I saying think. it's like a respectful way to do it. Mm. Whatever. And yeah, and then uh, and now, you know, Colin Kaepernick is like unemployable in the NFL because no one wants to hire him. Because despite the fact that a lot of players still kneel for the anthem and stuff because uh, he, he was the one that started it, everyone hates him. Mm. He also did wear some socks that had little pigs with police hats on, uh, <laughs> on which a lot of people didn't like. 
Um, All coppers are bastards. You heard it here first. Uh, not according to alternative words. <laughs> um, let's not get ourselves involved in that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so Nike's, he's the face of Nike's new campaign, which is incredible. Um, and like, I was just, I saw it and I was like, holy shit, like, I'm, I'm so happy for him. Like, he's, I'm just happy that he's getting his money, you know, mm-hmm. like, he must have been, he's going to have been paid a lot to do this to yeah. do the Nike thing that makes me happy because no one fucking hi- no one will fucking hire him in the NFL when he deserves to you know mm. he's a perfectly good quarterback um, but no one he's like tainted you know which um, is a shame because like I really just I want one team to just bite the bullet and get him on board that's the thing set the standard can you imagine like the amount of pressure that that would take off the rest of the team. Yeah. It's like, well, no one's looking at how I'm playing because they're all looking at <laughs> yeah. the Black Lives Matter guy. But, like, I think as well, like, from a business standpoint, it would be a good move to hire him. There'd be a lot of outrage. Mm. But, like, if you get a team that's not a, not one of the bigger teams and they, you know, they've had a bit of a lull or whatever... He'd but there's, there's a few be teams pretty like that. cheap for the amount of talent that he's got. I I yeah. don't know how much talent he's got. It's quite a lot. But if no one's hiring him, then he's well, yeah. cheaper than everyone else. But also, like, the amount of attention that I bring to the team. You know, you get a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or even the 49ers, again, uh, who don't get, like, a lot of attention. Mm. Get him in, and everyone, everyone will start paying attention. You know, because the thing with this Nike thing is that some people... It's been quite entertaining to see how it's all just gone down because there's so many people on Twitter that are outraged so like how could you how could you do this like you know get involved with Colin Kaepernick whatever and people like there was a, a picture of a, a guy and he was like my veteran friend just cut the Nike ticks off his socks and it's just literally just some guy holding the top of his socks that they've just cut <laughs> off and I'm like what are you doing you <laughs> fucking idiot and, uh, and then there was another video of some guy burning his Nike trainers and I'm like Okay, so the money that you've already spent on those trainers mm. is already with Nike. Like, there's, and then I saw a thing, uh, Samuel Jackson posted, no, it wasn't Samuel Jackson, who was it? Snoop Dogg posted uh, on Instagram, it was like a dummy of the day, and some guy accidentally burnt his house down, burning his Nike trainers. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, fuck you, you're an idiot. Um, so I'm just really happy that Colin Kaepernick's getting his money. And also the two-minute like video advert they did for this campaign is like the most inspiring fucking shit I've ever really? seen. Really? I need to watch it. It is amazing. I'll show you it when we're done recording. But yeah, go look that up. Um, it's like... Because uh, the slogan is... Um, oh, what is it? I'm going to find it. Because it's like... The, the slogan for the whole campaign... I like that they're sort of back on the just do it thing. Mm. Um... Because, I mean, that's always been their thing, but it's not been, like, a big uh, thing for them anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not really, they've not been using it as much. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. That's it. So... there's a lot of memes of it. Yeah. I I got up this meme because I knew that it'd remind me what it was. Mm -hmm. But there's a picture of... um, I can't remember who he is. Rousseau? No, not Rousseau. Oh shit, there's a picture of a philosopher, but I can't remember from his face <laughs> who he is. Um, but he's a guy that came up with the trolley problem. Right. And so he says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing five people. <laughs> Speaking of the trolley problem, the, uh, the good place is back in a matter of weeks. Oh, it is. Like, three weeks. 
That's coming back. Um, fucking Riverdale's coming back. Mm. I'm so excited. Bojack Horseman is coming back. Yep. On Friday. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is, is back. back. Have you seen the new episode? No. It's so good. It's like... Fucking Better Call Saul is back. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about that last time. Did we? Yeah. Well, I'm still fucking excited about it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, are you up to, have you watched all of It's Always Sunny? No. Oh, I'm well. still on, like, Series 4. Yeah, I'm really behind. Oh, you're an idiot. The new episode is no, not going to be as exciting then. But you need to catch up. Because yeah. it's, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the only show I've ever watched that gets better with every season. There's not a bad season. Mm. And it literally gets better, better every single year. No, I do enjoy it. It's just, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> but it's, 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 like, it's, it's a is, lot of stuff to get through. It's a lot to get through, but it's not a lot of work. Is is, is how I feel. I watched all twelve seasons in like two months whilst writing my dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm pro- prioritizing more serious things at the moment. Oh, all right, fucking hell, like sorry. Ozark. <laughs> oh, I really want to watch that. It's really, really good. good yeah. so, I love Jason Bateman. So so I just for the listeners' benefit, it's about a guy who his business he's like an accountant for the mafia. And his business partner has been fiddling the numbers. And so they like take him to a warehouse and they're like, you know, who who stole the money who stole the money? Who stole the money? He's like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And then the other guy confesses and then he has to go and live in Ozark right. in Wisconsin or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's very grey. And make the money back for, for the mafia. Which is so fucking cool. And like the the like being Taking this normal family with like the wife's cheating on him and stuff, but you know, like it's just a very suburban existence, mm. and then you take them and put them in, in this fucking crazy situation. So, like, it's so cool, like Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's like Breaking <laughs> I, Bad. I've heard a lot of comparisons between those like, and Breaking Bad, yeah, de- definitely a lot of comparisons, but that's fine because I, I, in fact, I love Breaking Bad, so they, they both have a um. An old man who is extremely badass mm. in them. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of really good comparisons. Well, that's that. I mean, that's, there's no problem. Have you Have you watched any Insatiable? No, so, I've heard about all the controversy around. There's it, a lot of controversy around it, but then I saw a really good review. Sorry, that's really interesting. I how I I don't know that I say controversy and you're like controversy, and I know that both of them are correct ways of saying. It, but I just I, find that really interesting. Yeah, I. I think because it has an extra syllable, I prefer it like phonetically. Mm-hmm. Controversy, not controversy. Yeah, no, I get it. I think con- controversy sounds nicer, but I just will never be able to get out of saying controversy because <laughs> that's how I always said it. Sorry, carry on. So go. So, um, I would definitely recommend watching it. The um, I saw a review of it of like it is making fun of your like pretty little liars and all that stuff of right. like. And your real housewives. Yeah, like I heard it's just supposed to be like a big satire or all that yeah. sort of stuff. So don't take it too seriously because there's so many things about like fat people aren't worth anything. Mm. Fat people are like... I I understand that it can be very upsetting if if that sort of thing would affect you emotionally. But it is making fun of those ideas. It's not promoting those ideas. Right, yeah. But there is a line in it which is absolutely fantastic. So in the first episode, there is a lawyer who coaches beauty queens... And when he, when the beauty queen, his like candidate, doesn't win, she accuses him of being a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, he can't be, he can't do beauty queen stuff. But she won't press charges, so he can't like prove in court that he isn't a paedophile. No. And so then comes insatiable girl, who she gets her um, 
teeth wired together uh, and she can't eat for like six months. So then she loses all this weight. Right. And that's the premise of the show. Right, okay. Um, and, but she falls in love with this lawyer who's finally telling her that she's beautiful and she could be a beauty queen. And um, her best friend says, but you know, like, he's a child molester. <laughs> and she says, well, yeah, that means I actually have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely, like, that is a fun, so far, that is the funniest moment in that series. Okay, that actually sounds quite funny. It is really, really good. Um, what else have we been watching lately? Um, yeah, we sort of just sort of, like, merged into what we've been watching. We, mm. we, we usually quite, like, on the nose about it. Like, what yeah. have you been watching? We've stealthily sneaked it in. Yeah, so the, the trailer for BoJack Series 5... Um, came out the other day, like a week before the series comes out. They left it late, but Bo- it looks so good. Like they've taken it in a direction that I didn't quite expect, and I'm just I'm very excited to see how it goes. Mm. Uh, I never finished my rewatch. I always get to the end of series two, and I'm kind of like, I just really don't like those last two episodes of series two because they're very like damning for Bojack's character, like more than anything else in the mm. whole fucking series, and I'm. I just, I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I find them difficult to watch. So I haven't got to those episodes, but that's going to be a struggle to oh, get through. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think on first watch, it's it's not, like, mm. you know, it's interesting, but just, like, going back to it. Um, but, but I'm excited for Series 5, so excited. Like, Series 4 was fantastic, so, they yeah, they, they really do take it in good directions. Mm. But yeah, you, you need to finish Series 2. I, yeah, I've got a lot of homework to do. Mm. In fact, you need to finish series two, series three, and series four before Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the new "It's Always Sunny" is great. Uh, Mindy Kaling was in uh, the first episode of the new series. Who is she? Uh, Do you ever watch? Uh, well, she had a show that was literally the Mindy Show. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, and she was in the office. The Asian US office. comedian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she. It it was a good episode. I didn't like her in it, but I think also that's kind of the point. Um, what else have I watched? So this is like such a cringe fest considering uh, we w- went to Reading and the the thing that everyone was quoting for some reason was Friday Night Dinner. Yeah. But I've been watching weird. a lot of Friday Night Dinner. It is great. And just like every so... This is my screensaver. Like whenever I stop having thoughts, mm. I just say to myself in my head... Shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit on the bloody thing. <laughs> and and any time like I'm driving as well, I go, Shit on it. <laughs> that like I've never seen my mum laugh as hard <laughs> as the first time we watched uh Friday night dinner and he was like, Shit on it like she was like crying. <laughs> so as a family we've always loved Friday night dinner. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was that was a weird thing to become a massive meme lately. Mm. But I mean, like, I'm in a Friday night dinner shit posting group on Facebook, and like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we all some like some guy was just walking through our campsite and was like, "Crumble, crumble, crumble, crumble." I was like, "You're on some drugs," <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Friday fuck Friday night fucking dinner. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been watching. Like, I've been watching uh, uh, Disenchanted. On oh yeah, that's really good. I'm I really can't figure it. out if that's good or not. It is. Um, it yeah, it is. It's if, just like, like I think because all right, cause, so, go on, tell me your thoughts on this. It's just a fairly gentle ride. I'm I'm just waiting for. But I think I'm I, just waiting for something. You know, I think that's okay though. Like I think because now what I was saying about to someone else recently is that with like 
adult cartoons, they're all very outrageous and very in your face. Like mm. Rick and Morty uh, is, you know, it's always something like fucking crazy and out of the mm. blue. Or even Bojack Horseman, like the comedy is 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 very outrageous. So when you or even you know Family Guy, anything like that, um, you find yourself like guilt, guilty, dirty laughing, mm. which is the best kind, to be fair. But then with something like Disenchanted, in in the same way that the Simpsons and Futurama are adult cartoons, they it, it's like an it's a different style of comedy mm. that's still like. Um, accessible if you're not into this outrageous in, into outrageous comedy and I think that that's what it is it's like The Simpsons and it's like Futurama yeah. because it's made by the people that make The Simpsons and Futurama but it's the same style of comedy and I I mean The Simpsons is you know my, one of my favourite all time favourite shows ever so half my brain is just fucking Simpsons <laughs> so you know I, I was always going to love it personally but. I, I do one of the jokes one of the gags that really gets me is the pub right outside the uh, castle is called the Flying Scepter. Mm. And that's because when the king throws his scepter out the window, <laughs> that's where it lands. <laughs> and so there's a there's a sit shot where uh, it's like the characters are in the Flying Scepter and there's just a pile of scepters outside. <laughs> Ooh, that oh, that's my phone. phone. Um, yeah, today's going to be like a bit of a shorter podcast. Uh, yeah, but then last week's was, or I say last week's, three weeks ago's was uh, shorter than usual. But we've got football to go to. So we do. We've got the uh, the absolute giants of Boreham facing off against the minnows of Dunfermline. And <laughs> the minnows <laughs> in the uh, yeah in the Scottish the Iron Cup, Brew the Cup. Iron Brew Cup, the Scottish Challenge Cup, which is you know. Mm. <laughs> so. I'm really excited to shout some re- some stereotypes at <laughs> some Scottish men. Oh, it's going to be good, and like I like that we're drinking now. It's just mm. getting get my vocal cords warmed up, um, <laughs> get them loose, loosey goosey. The, the great thing about oh. going to the football with Ben is Ben is the loudest man to ever go to a football game ever. <laughs> so, and I love a good shout at a football game. Uh, and I was talking to our friend John about this last night. And he was saying, because he, he can't make it today, and he's really sad about that. But he was saying, like, he was like, because you shout a lot of football games, Brian, and, and I love that so much. And so I can't even imagine what Ben will be like. Because <laughs> uh, one of my favourite moments, possibly in my life, is uh, me, you, and sports correspondent Dan <laughs> went to Port Vale at home for the last game of the season. We won 5-0. Cambridge one five nil. Cambridge one five nil, yeah. Um, but just just as we got up into the stand, I'm like completely buzzed to the right amount, dr- drunk enough that like I can still remember all the words, but like I've got no inhibitions. And this little kid comes up to me and goes, "Sorry, could you start a chant? Because you sing really loud <laughs> in front of me inviting two of my friends to the football." <laughs> I de- you definitely planted that kid. Like you yeah, I, I I felt like going up to him like he's a tenor mate. Because <laughs> I've, ne- I've never started Ring of Fire. I, I've never mm. started that song. And then I did it and I was like, oh, I'm a badass. Ooh. I'm a badass. Because like, there's, there's a certain etiquette and rhythm mm. with um, a lot of football charts. Yeah, definitely. And especially once you get into... Because it for me it's a like almost semi religious experience of like you are participating in this thing that is greater than yourself. Yeah. You could never be this, 
without the aid of other people. Yeah. Um, and so you have to respect the rules. And so one of the the conventions is that you wait for someone else to start yeah. the, and it went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, burns. And then when I started the, da, 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 I was like, yeah! <laughs> didn't you have that, didn't you, did you have a kid come up to you at the Stevenage game as well? Yeah. About being the, the noisy one or something? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, love football. And I'm so happy that the NFL's back. That's a huge thing for me. Mm. Like, I think, um, you know, it's a short season. It's like six, it's literally it's like a six month fucking season. So it's like Jeez. six months on, six months off. What do you do in the off season? You don't. It's so frustrating. You what, you like, watch other sports. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I suppose you got hockey for the winter and then. Yeah, I mean the hockey season's quite long. That goes from October to like June. So that, like including playoffs and stuff. So that's all right. Um, and you know when you got like actual football as well that's mm. like till April I suppose basketball is all, all year round isn't it don't know really I don't watch basketball oh. I want to get into it I think but it's like the one sport that and baseball but I also don't care about baseball because baseball is just like American cricket yeah I was going to say shit, baseball so. is American cricket yeah. and like the the good thing about cricket is you go and you drink mm. it's not about the cricket yeah <laughs> that's yeah like I don't care about cricket and I wouldn't even go to a cricket game just to drink I think really I don't I mean if you invited me you're like oh I've got this I've got a ticket and I'll buy your drinks all day. I'll be like, yeah, all right, Maybe. Cool. I'll come. I'll come. <laughs> just because uh, the, uh, it's an excuse to drink. It's like I'd love to go to the darts because it's just, mm. I, I don't care about darts. What I love about darts and cricket is those are two sports that where they, they're still not quite elite athletes. Mm. Like uh, if you hear about um, the Freddie Flintoff years. Yeah. And they'd all be like drinking before the match. <laughs> and it's like that. There's like I love the Premier League and I love the Olympics and I love that they do these incredible sporting feats and they look superhuman. But there's something so endearing about a bloke downing eight pints yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then going and knocking out a century against Pakistan. Well, with baseball, uh, there was a man oh, called Wade Boggs. Good segue. Yeah. So Wade Boggs. So I didn't know that this was a true thing. So this is an actual thing that happened. So it's always something Philadelphia did an episode called "The Gang Beats Boggs," uh, and it's it was based on the, all these rumors about this uh, baseball player Wade Boggs, who on a flight from Philadelphia to LA to play a game drunk. Uh, well, it, it was always rumored there was between fifty and seventy beers mm. that he drank on this one flight. Uh, so the gang like just try and beat that record. So they have to drink 71 beers to beat the record. Now, I was watching an interview with um, Charlie Day, who plays Charlie in It's Always Sunny. Um, he did a Hot Ones. You watched Hot Ones? Yes. Love Hot, Hot Ones. Uh, Hot Ones is like a talk, kind of an interview show where they eat spicy chicken wings. Um, yeah, so it progressively gets hotter and hotter. Yeah, like throughout the show. It's great. Um, they've got... There's, Huge stars on it. Anyway, and Eric Andre is a fucking beast on that. He's oh, like, still not I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch any any water, any milk. <laughs> I'm just going to stay you in the fucking eyes, mate. <laughs> I love Eric Andre. He's a fucking nutter. Um, but yeah, uh, and in that interview, they they got Wade Boggs in for the episode. Like he he actually has like a cameo in the episode, mm. uh, and apparently. Wade Boggs told Charlie Day that the actual amount was like 109 beers. 
Like I can't believe he's alive. That he drank that, and then sorry, he didn't just he, he didn't just drink one hundred nine beers. He then got off the plane, went and played a professional baseball game, and hit three for five or something. Which is that, is that three for five? As in like home runs? Three out of I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. Like <laughs> after that many after that much beer, it's crazy. Um, so yeah. So also, Can you imagine being the sober pitcher or whatever that could, <laughs> couldn't get him out? Standing there like swaying. <laughs> Come on, then. <laughs> so you're yeah, you're a professional baseball player, and you couldn't be a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I really want to. I really want to do that. The, do the Wade Boggs thing. Mm. Well, because you've got two ideas for your birthday, haven't you? Yeah, one is doing the Wade Boggs thing. And the other one is, I don't know what. Oh, the lock-in lock thing. Yeah, so that's something I've always wanted to do. Is you get a bunch of people around, you get a bunch of people to bring a crate, and you stack the crates up in front of the door, and no one can leave the house until all of the crates have been, uh, until all the crates are gone. Uh, so that's fun. But I guess if everyone brings a crate, then everyone's got to drink a whole crate. So maybe not everyone brings a crate, but <laughs> <laughs> you get a bunch of crates and. Uh... <coughs> Sorry, but yeah. So that's that. that. I just like the crazy concept of like we've got three cans left, but we can't leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> no one can drink it. <laughs> Literally, like I just yeah, I love the idea of it. So I want to do that at some point. Um, but yeah, what was what was what was I going with? The, we were just talking about sport, weren't we? Mm. On sport, but I'm really happy that the, the NFL's back. Um, I want to play in America. I, I might look into. You are you are the perfect fucking shape for it. Man. Yeah, I really like how. I got, I got the the reach. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine like being a um, I don't know, fullback or whatever, the person right in the back, and you see a full speed Brian running <laughs> at you? Because I, in fact, um, I used to play rugby, but because I'm so small, I used to be in the under 16s team when I was 17. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at you, but that's really fucking that, funny. That is really funny. And we had a we had a friend, uh, not a friend, we had a, well, he is a friend, but we had a guy called Dan who was sort of your physical equivalent. Um, and he played on our team. And so we, whenever we play a game, we ha- we would have to say, just for the record, we want to state that we've got a 17-year-old playing. I, maybe it was 16 because I, I don't think I was that old. Um, so um, we'd say, just for the record, we've got an older player playing. Is that all right? Are you okay? Like, you can refuse and then he won't play. And no one ever said no, because they'd say, oh, yeah, who is he? And they'd point at me. <laughs> but we went to Italy on a rugby tour. What the fuck? I never knew this about you. I didn't even know you used to play rugby. Really? Yeah, I yeah. just didn't even know that. Well, I'm, I'm relatively good at rugby, but not because I'm good at rugby, but because I am like stubborn enough to be like, you're on the floor, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but So yeah, we went to Italy for this rugby tour, and we were trying to explain to the Italian coaches, like, yeah, we've got an older player. And so then they, they'd they look at Dan, who was probably about six foot seven at 15 or something, and he was built like a brick shithouse. And they'd look at him and be like, no, he's not allowed to play. Well, no, he's not allowed to play against our little little cherubs, our little babes. And they're like, no, you have to play against him. It's this weedy little fucker down here <laughs> that we're asking permission to play. And they'd be like, like with with their Italian hands, like oh da da, <laughs> pizza. I well, apologize. It's got, it's got a real razor. I apologize. 
I, I, was, I was facing a stressful time at, at the time. I, I, was, I was under a lot of pressure to come up with a quote from an Italian parent. <laughs> so you could, the best you could think of was pizza <laughs> while doing the hand gestures. So I just want you to all know he did that like classic uh, Italian it's, hand meme. The gesture. Italian pinch. Yeah. He did that while saying pizza. I just, I feel like you all need to know. So that. I think that it's important <laughs> that we know that we all commit sin, Brian. <laughs> we, no one is a perfect human. We all commit sin, and I have been to Rome many times, and I've seen the Pope in the flesh. In fact, it might mm-hmm. have been the other Pope that died. No. So not this Pope. It's still kind of cool. Not that I care at all, because I don't care about the Pope. But, but it's sort of like, you know. It's kind of cool, but... Uh, and so, in the spirit of having seen the Pope in the flesh... For sake, I've just realised where you're going with this. Pray silence for the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, did you, have you actually met... Have you seen the Pope? I've seen the Pope. Okay, I haven't so met the Pope. I, I did, like, pass up the opportunity to meet the Pope. My uh, my mum's friend, Rachel, she got married in the church, literally touching the Vatican. So, oh my god, this is a very lively beer. Um, But yeah, it's like right next to the Vatican. So that like Vatican Square is five metres away. Right. Um, And so she got to meet the Pope. Wow. And have her marriage blessed by the Pope. That's pretty cool. Mm. But I was just like, I was a kid and I wanted ice cream, so... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the the Pope. I I want ice cream. Well, it's not... No, actually... That is an Ikea joke there, listeners. You can build it <laughs> yeah. yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to make some, you know, joke about covering up years of, you know, historical abuses and all that sort of stuff. But then I decided not to, so, you know. I thought it was just fuck the Pope. Well, it was more I, about the Pope fucking you as a child. Yeah, but that was, uh, <laughs> it was... <clears throat> So, not that that would ever happen. So not only was that an IKEA joke, a fine guy. this was a IKEA instructional tutorial yeah, we, video yeah, we gave you the on how to you. construct the joke. Um, Place mm. controversial statement A <laughs> within <laughs> podcast B. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that the Pope ever would do anything like that. But he would cover it up. It has been proven. That he yeah, did. that's a, yeah, that's that a, is a fact. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so my I poured the beer and there's just so much head, which mm. you know. I usually, think that's good. Usually, I like a lot of head. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not in this case. Uh, so this is not a very good story. But well, let's have a, have a little read. Packed with a trio of American hops, this IPA really delivers on flavour. Bitter, hoppy, and light-bodied. It's ideal for something between shifts. Drink responsibly and make sure your designated chameleon gets you home safely. It has a chameleon on the front. It's called Split Shift, so it's kind of like a driving joke anyway. It's got a, yeah. Yeah, I don't really get the joke, I'll be honest. But, I mean, I hope it tastes nice. Yeah, me too. I'm going to wait oh, for this guy to Oh, that is a... Oh, that's fruity as fuck. That's fruity fucking IPA. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm risking becoming a parody of myself here. But, fierce beers... They're cartoony beers, aren't they? They are. They're just a fucking free IPA. It's so good. And look at how cloudy that is. This this has got to be unfined, surely. Oh, it must be. It says suitable for vegetarians. So it wouldn't be if it was fined, right? Mm, Unpasteurised. Does it say that? All all our beers are unpasteurised and unfined. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But yeah. 
this is ridiculous. If you if you put this if you made this beer into a window material, you can see fuck all. No. It looks kind of like um. You, you ever been to Harry Potter Studios? No. Oh well, you can get like butter beer. Oh. And it just is that color. That's how, what it how looks does like. butter beer taste? Really nice. Is it alcoholic? No, uh. unfortunately, it's like butterscotchy, and uh, uh. But it is really nice. It's like cream soda is like the main kind of ingredient. I think. Oh, that does sound really nice. They're really fucking good. Um, that's like whenever anyone's like, "Do you want to go to the Harry Potter?" Studio? I've been like four times because anytime anyone's what you like, you want to go, and I'm like. Yeah, I just want to get me some of that fucking butter. <laughs> like, You're a fiend. I've seen everything there is to see in that place. I don't care about anything other than the butter beer at this point. Although I do like looking at the magic is my statue thing. You know, like when uh, Voldemort takes over the Ministry of Magic and he, they put up that big statue in the middle of all like the muggles being crushed under like. Mm. I like that. It's very like oppressive and. I was um I was watching a video essay yesterday actually about um the coolest fight in um Harry Potter and why Avada Kavada is a terrible terrible spell. Is do you mean uh, yeah that's basically it, isn't it Avada Kavada uh, yeah. so, isn't it the, the Kedavra yeah Kedavra so I always get it wrong and say Avada Kedavra Avada Kedavra um because like for a, as a narrative device. All of the evil guys just know how to do the spell, mm. and they just do it. Yeah. That's it. And there's no interesting spells. But when they go into the Ministry of Magic in um, the Order of the Phoenix, uh, there's like so many fucking cool things, like memories stored in balls yeah. that like come out when you smash them, and things like that. And uh, the Death Eater, who uh, so there's an um, there's an egg that hatches and then um, dies, and then hatches and then dies. Uh, and a Death Eater gets his head stuck in it, and his head turns into a baby, and then grows up, and then turns into a baby, and then he pulls <laughs> his head out, and he's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like that is the sort of thing. So the concept that they were talking about in the video essay, I might link it in, in the um, in the podcast description because it's really good. Yeah. Um, they were talking about um, is it something like authorial potential. So some ideas give you potential to um, to have really, really good ideas. So you can not be a very good writer, but if you have a lot of potential behind your idea, then that amps up all of your ideas. Yeah. Whereas Avada Kedavra just ruins any idea because all evil people do the evil spell and that's it. Yeah, the one that just kills you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's a gun. It's is what it is. <laughs> so that is exact. That is an exact quote from that video. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, I haven't watched the video, and mm. you sent it to me, and I was I like, "I'll watch this later," you. and I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I there's was, a running theme here. I was pretty certain that you wouldn't. I, I was just surprised that you didn't listen to the Fickle Friends song that I said. I just didn't. Re- if I didn't realize it was Fickle Friends, I would have mm. listened to it. And I, me- I, I was planning to. I just forgot because you you send it to me when I'm busy. I'm doing something. I'm like, I can't listen to this right now. I'll do it later, and then I forget. Yeah. So. Um, uh, it's uh, it's half past eleven in the morning and I'm like drunk. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, this time two weeks ago, I also was because we were ready. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but yeah, day drinking is just a uh, an illusion. It's just a concept. Time, yeah, time's an illusion. Lunchtime, mm. doubly so. But I, I think I just touched your hand. Like I didn't quite realize we were like touching. Like that. oh, I, I didn't realize that was you that was touching me. I thought it was me that was touching you. <laughs> touching you, touching, touching me. 
We are at, at the level of drunk <laughs> we're singing Sweet Caroline. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, an exciting time to be alive. I'll tell you, so I just want to go back to this beer, if that's all right. Yeah, it's really nice. It's so fruity that it's full, but it's not full in the same, in the normal sense of the word full. Yeah. Like, it doesn't stick in your mouth for a long time, but there's so much flavour in it that you can't drink it quickly. Mm. Isn't that such an odd concept? I've never had a beer like that. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. Good weird, though. Yeah, good weird. Fierce weird. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I've also, I'm a big wine drinker now. You've always been big. <laughs> whatever, whatever you were, you, whether you were drinking wine or beer, you're definitely big. But like, yeah, like, why? I realise I really like Pinot Noir. What's that? It's, Is that white? It's a red, oh. um, but it's like a really light, fruity red. Mm. So if if you're wanting to get into red wine, I'd say Pinot Noir is probably yeah, a really good starting I'd, point. I'd appreciate you introducing me to some yeah. of this stuff. Also, Shiraz is really nice as well. Who's she? Um, <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah, I quite like Shiraz as well. And because Merlot is what got me into red wine. And now I'm discovering that there's all these red wines that I prefer way more to Merlot. <laughs> uh, also, big big on white wine. I'm just big on wine. Uh, when I was in France, I bought like a shitload back to take to take when I moved. So. Oh, that's such a good idea. Mm. I want to be like, hey, do you want to come over this evening? I'll, you know, make some food. We wine. can have some wine. You know. Classy motherfucker. I want, yeah, I want you to pair food with wine. Oh, yeah, that's next on my list. Yeah. That's so exciting. Shiraz goes really well with some red meat. Not that I'll ever feed you that. Mm. But. Not that you'll really eat that much of it going vegan. <laughs> well, indeed, yeah. Some red corn. <laughs> some red soy-based product. Well, I suppose mints. I could have soy mints and then soy be mints, like, yeah. oh, this is like red meat. <laughs> Um, oh, do you remember that chili I made with swimmings when I was vegan? Like you came around to do the podcast. Oh, that was really like, good. Yeah, that was really nice. Mm. Oh man, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> um, so, in terms of music as well, so this Friday, Friday the fourteenth of September is my birthday, um, and the new series of BoJack comes out that day. And so does the Pale Waves album, Ooh. which I'm very, very excited about. Like, I was going to pre-order it, um, but the, yeah, like, I was going to pre-order the album, but I, I can't really afford to pre-order it, so um, I really want the, to, to get it on vinyl. But, yeah, you know, but either way, I'm really excited about the album coming out, so uh, that is going to be good. We should probably... Yeah, I, I just like to leave it on, um, because I'm quite proud of this. Okay. So... It, because it's your birthday, we all bought you tickets to Book of Mormon. Which is absolutely wonderful. And, and um, we, we found, we got given this letter by an anonymous man in a suit. <laughs> and I'd just like you to read it out, if that's alright. Can you read off that? Uh, I'd rather you read it. I think. Okay. I feel like you do a better job. Right, so, uh, dear Brian, <laughs> on your 23rd birthday, all direct descendants of Joseph Smith receive this letter. You are something bigger than yourself. And that's saying something. All this time, you thought your love of missionary was due to your vanilla sex life. But really, all along, you were a Mormon. Come visit the Prince of Wales Theatre and bring your favourite wife. From Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon Church. Signed, J. Smith. So after reading that, I was like, is the founder of the Mormon Church actually called Joseph Smith? Yep. 
Google it. That's really interesting. Google that motherfucker. I, like, I kind of felt like that. That was the attention to detail that you you gave me there, and I mm. appreciate that. Um, that was also very sweet, and I'm very grateful to everyone for that. I'm just very glad that you found it funny because I was like, "What if he doesn't laugh?" <laughs> but what we did because uh, it definitely wasn't you specifically that wrote it, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but what we did, listeners, is tea stained it and then burnt it a little bit, so yeah, it looked like it was very it was old as shit. Mm. So. But uh, yeah, that, that's my bragging over that I did a really good thing for my best friend. <laughs> I'm going to be also, for the next year, I'm going to be listening to What's My Age Again by Blink-182 because the whole No One Likes You When You're 23 lyric is uh, going to be nice. I've been waiting to, to turn 23 for that reason. Also, I remember when I was younger, I was like, I want to get to 23 and then not age anymore ever. So I'm now at that age, which is scary. Uh, I'm going to be past that age and that's going to be, you know, Right. It's similarly, you need to be listening to Waves by Electric Guest. Why, what's the... Uh... They say that it's never easy when you're 23. Maybe that's a lie and it's just hard as fuck for me. <laughs> okay, I need to give that a listen. Um, on that note, uh, we should probably get going. Apologies for headphone users or anyone that actually had to listen to my voice for that <laughs> period of time. But uh, as always, thank you for listening, and we will see you hopefully in two weeks, and maybe. Yeah, I think we probably will this time. Yeah, he says optimistically. So we'll we'll see. Um, Yeah, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. As always, yeah, goodbye, and I love you. Mm. (laughs) 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 I I know it's coming now. I never, I never don't know. I never, it never takes me by surprise. You expect it now. Um, But yes, thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye. We won't see you. You'll hear from us. You soon. will be inside your ears soon. Yeah. Drop us a message. Yeah. Just send a nude. <laughs> to Ben. <laughs> All right. All you send is that's a count. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Is that, does that put us in any weird situation? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>